right, everybody, you have just tuned into the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. And the uh, it's going to be a broken record, everyone. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers have won again. They are 11-0, and and um, they, they defeated uh, the Baltimore Ravens for the second time this season, 19-14, uh, to 14, in what can only be described as the longest Thanksgiving game ever played. Um, because it took like six days to play it. Uh, we we kind of rehashed all the COVID stuff last week prior to the game when we thought it was going to be on Thanksgiving. So we're we're, we're not going to dive too deeply into that, but we we do have a lot to dive into uh, with the game and everything. And and joining me tonight are uh, Ben and uh, Ellie is with us as well. Um, and uh, guys, um, Ben's I, dog is here. I'm sorry, who? My dog. Ben, my Ben's dog, dog is also yeah, my, there. My lab is here, yes. Right, now, is your dog going to be like Rudy Giuliani and pass gas on the microphone? You know, it's possible. He might. <laughs> he won't be, probably be able to hear it, but you'll hear me <laughs> gagging if he does. It's, it's quite pungent. Make uh, make sure you hit the, the, the mute button uh, if that if that starts uh, sure. gagging and stuff. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, Ellie, I'm going to flip it over to you. Uh, you know, we we know that that you're a dyed in the wool Steelers fan, and you go through all the same emotions and roller coasters that we do. So, how are you feeling um, after uh, 24 hours after that that game yesterday? Um, you know, I'll never not be grateful for a win. Because yeah. um, I've seen tweets today where people have said, like, this is what they are achieving is is incredible, even if they're achieving it by scraping by. So mm-hmm. I'm not um, ungrateful for a win, but I certainly didn't feel like it didn't feel like a victory, a regular victory day. It felt a little bit deflated, yeah. maybe. I think mm-hmm. might be the right word. Mm-hmm. I, and I, I part of that agree. because I'm sorry, bud. I think. Yeah, but that's what I was going to say. Yeah, I think part of that is bud. Yeah, and and we'll definitely get to that. Um, you know, Ben, what what was your overall feeling after yesterday? Well, yesterday I had to work all day, so I should explain this. And <laughs> and there was a lot of anxiety, and I just mm. went completely dark. I would not answer texts or phone I've, calls. I've been there. I know. Um, mm-hmm. People, social media, no, wasn't any of that. And then what I did was I got together with a handful of friends after work immediately and we watched the game together oh so, and, no, and none of you i mean absolutely none of you had any idea of the outcome no that's incredible in this day it, and age it's it was it was and um so you know at that point i'd had people all day because i went to work in steelers gear sure i'm supposed to wear a, a button-down shirt or a polo so i wore a button-down steelers shirt very nice it's actually nice. a baseball jersey untucked <laughs> kind of hoping they would say something. And I was going to be like, yeah, you know what? I think you should send me home to think about what I've done. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't. Yeah. Um, unfortunately. So people right. all day long were like, Oh, did they win? Oh, what's going on? Oh, do you want to know what happened? No, I don't. I do not want to know. <laughs> Shut up. Well, you want, I know you want to know the score. I mean, you, I mean, I'm sure you're going to watch it anyway, but you want to know, no, I don't want to know. Shut up. Leave me alone. So by the time I got to finally watch the game, I was so amped up mm-hmm. that, yeah, I didn't think they played particularly well. Um, no. Lots and lots of drops. Oh uh, oh I counted, God. I think, eight. Somebody else told me there were ten. 
Uh, I need to go back and watch the game. I haven't done that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, consumed an awful lot of alcohol yesterday during that game. Was just happy to get away with the win. Um, yeah after mm-hmm. the offense played as poorly as it did, the offense in particular. The defense, there were two plays, really, that made the game, as far as I was concerned. Um, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. T.J. Watt had a huge tackle for loss that took the Ratbirds out of, and I'm going to call them the fucking Ratbirds for the rest of my <laughs> life, took them out of field goal range. It was a huge play. And yeah. the yes. last play in the first half was a perfectly thrown pass to a wide-open tight end. Yep. And Minka Fitzpatrick ran in there and knocked the ball out of his hands, and it was an incompletion. That should have been a touchdown. Absolutely. And uh, those two plays right there, that's 10 points off the board. The Ravens would have won the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We would have lost had it not been for those two plays. And so the defense really came through yesterday. But, yeah, I mean, it was it was kind of a letdown, especially given the fact that you knew, I knew anyway, when Bud – smacked the ground and he had the non-contact injury that it was probably his ACL and you know at at the very least it was mm-hmm. going to be like you know a small tear as opposed to a complete tear but apparently it's a complete tear and it is what it is mm-hmm. so it's like you know they don't play well especially offensively and uh, we get away with a win but it's a lackluster performance and you lose Bud Dupree huge letdown at the end there big big one absolutely and um i i think all of us have been around sport long enough to know that that when you see a player go down in a situation where there's there's little to no contact there's an immediate you know pissed off reaction you you just immediately think the worst and and i did um i i was a little bit um I guess optimistic for a moment because, you know, they focused on Minka so much there because he, that's the play where he kind of had the ball in his hands and dropped the the interception and it would have been a a great play. But, um, and, and then as as they went to the next snap, Bud wasn't there. And, and I'm thinking, okay, he got off the field. Maybe he, maybe he just, you know, tweaked a hammy, something like that. But Uh, man, when, when you saw him, walking on the sidelines with a yeah. very noticeable limp it, it you could just tell and nah, um, i i knew when i saw the replay man i was like oh yeah. he knows he knows yeah and and you, you know you made a comment today uh i think on twitter about you know the the steelers continue to be one of the few teams that insist upon natural grass fields and yep. um you know sadly we've lost uh two of our four linebackers at Heinz Field this year uh, to, to ACL injuries. And and they are what they are. I'm not going to get into the, the other stuff about that. But, um, Ellie, from your perspective, um, w- were you kind of thinking the same thing when that happened? Um, yeah. I mean, I think you put it completely right. When you see a player on a minimal to no contact injury mm-hmm. smacking the ground like that, um, you know that it's pretty bad. Um I did allow myself to have some hope because he uh, walked off somewhat unassisted. I guess he, he you know, he mm-hmm. was able to at least get into the locker room. Um, but it, you can always hope the initial tests are wrong, but they're rarely, if ever, wrong. So yeah, that's a good point. We knew yesterday, and then today was just the confirmation, um, and it's devastating because he 
really has earned his place in the playoffs. And I wish he could be there so much. I really do. It, it, it's one of the cruel um, twists of, of sport, you know, mm-hmm. that that a guy like this, and, and believe me, on, on this show many times, we've been very critical of him. You know, as a first-round draft pick, uh, a guy that, you know, a lot was expected of, um, yeah. and it and it took time. It took time, and and some would even argue that that it really didn't click for him until T.J. Watt was on the other side, and and you know we we that's here nor there not to get in, but man, the guy put in a lot of time and energy to really perfect his craft, um, yes. and and make himself a better football player, and and that, that's what I kept thinking about as I was kind of watching that unfold, and. Um, you know, he, he was paid very handsomely this year on the franchise tag and, and, you know, uh, an ACL and was earning it and, and was earning it and was yeah. earning it. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, and, and now we, we turn the page and I, I do also want to mention real quickly that, that Mike Tomlin did say today that Steven Nelson was, uh, to undergo an MRI and now he, he played, he finished the game. Um, but, but had some, some knee discomfort and, and so on. And, and so that's one we have to keep an eye on, especially on a short week. Um, we, we turn right back around on Monday at five o'clock. So, um, that, that would be certainly devastating as well to, to lose him for, for any length of time. Um, so Ben, just what, what are you seeing offensively? I, I mean, this team was one for four in the red zone. I think they ended up six for 18 on third down, 0 for 2 on fourth down. Uh, What's happening? What's going on in your mind? You know, I, I understand what happened. I, I don't think it excuses anything, Mm -hmm. but I mean, basically the practice week got long and drawn out and it kind of, it takes you out of your routine. Absolutely. Right. Yep. And, and disruption of that routine kind of it just screws up everything and and nothing was in sync yesterday when they played as a result and you know what they're going to have to do now and and you know everybody to a man has pretty much said it mm-hmm. they're going to have to figure out how to make it work and get things back in that routine and and, and get mm-hmm. Everything back in sync. I don't. I don't know of a better way to put it, but I mean, mm-hmm. they were missing simple things yesterday. Uh, I thought the blocking was better yesterday. Um, I'm not particularly impressed with Benny Snell as a runner, but I never really have been. Um, you know, we had a few moments, but I, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Week one, I thought he he had improved. Um, mm-hmm. He hasn't really shown me anything since then. I I looking back on it, I think the Giants are just a really terrible run defense. Yeah. Um, and you know the Ravens are are not, and and a lot of their guys were out mm-hmm. yesterday, and you know he just didn't didn't do a heck of a lot. Um, he did okay, I thought, in the passing game. Thought he was really good. Yeah, I you know I didn't expect. Um, so that's a positive. Um, mm-hmm. The wide receivers yesterday and Eric Ebron were a disappointment. You know, aside from yeah. Juju, who did all the all the dirty work, mm-hmm. made every catch, did not drop <laughs> a pass. Um, you know that guy. I mean, I I don't know how mathematically they can do mm-hmm. it, but I hope they find a way to keep him. 
I really do. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. You know, I I don't know how much you can pay him, but maybe you know they can figure something out where they can backload the contract and and have some rolling guarantees that that mm-hmm. give him some money in 2022 and and keep him around for a while. I don't know. Um, gonna have to get creative there. Um, definitely. We'll see what happens. But uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I. I, I think they just were out of sorts for lack of a better way of describing it. Yeah. And it was just the, the long extended, we're going to play. Okay. We're not mm-hmm. going to play. Okay. Uh, yes. Uh, we're, but we're going to play now. Okay. But we're not, we're not going to play now. Okay. But yeah, we're definitely going to play this time, but no, we're not, <laughs> we're not playing this time. And honestly, I really, I'm sorry. The Ravens were playing games. They were trying to see what they could do. And how long they can string this thing out. I agree. To either force the NFL to cancel the game mm-hmm. entirely, to push it to the end of the season. Either one of which would have would have created an, an additional slot for the playoffs. And you got a team in Baltimore that's right on the cusp of yep. being pushed out of the playoff picture. Mm-hmm. And it, it's entirely self-involved. It's just it, how can we get to the playoffs if we if we push this game out of this slot this week and it doesn't get played at all, there's a very high chance there will be an eighth playoff team and it gives us a better shot of getting in. Oh yeah. That's what that was all about. The whole thing all week long. It was such a load of crap. First, they don't want to travel on Sunday because of COVID. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, the guy who tested positive on COVID on Sunday rather was on injured reserve and hadn't been around any of the players for several weeks. Then they didn't want to play on Tuesday because of the snow. They didn't want to travel in the snow. <laughs> All one inch of it. It's going to say really, really dangerous to travel in. And then they didn't want to <laughs> play on Tuesday because of not, not being able to practice. So they bumped it to Wednesday. It's like, are you, f- I mean, how many different yeah. ways? Oh, look, these guys are coming off the COVID list. Screw you guys. And the whole thing, that's why I hate these fuckers. They complained for years about the tactics that Patriots would pull where they would do things that were in the gray area and weren't really illegal because the league hadn't caught up to them yet. Uh But, you know, they they were sort of frowned upon anyway, but, you know, the Patriots would do it. They complain about that, but then they pull shit like this. And, you know, I I don't recall, you know, I don't remember if you you recall years ago, um, there was a game where, Harbaugh coached his offensive lineman to do a bunch of cut blocking. Yeah. That's now illegal. Yeah. And his players literally said to the the Steelers defenders, we're sorry. They told us we have to do this, this game. We know it's not okay, but Mm -hmm. this is what they're paying us to do. And Harbaugh was, was criticized. Basically was told what you, what you did was unethical. And his response was 100% legal, 100% ethical. And he literally tried to injure our players. He was mm-hmm. trying to injure our frontline guys. I've hated that motherfucker ever since. I mean, I swear to you, if I ever see him, I will punch him in the face. And this is probably a bad thing to admit on a podcast, but I will. Yeah, there's a record now. Yeah, I will. <laughs> I, well, I, look, I mean, I, the I, likelihood that I will ever run into him is very, very low, so... You know, well, I'll see what I can arrange. I can't um, stand him. 
No, I, I, I'm the same way, and you sense my frustration dealing with his asshole brother as the head coach at the University of Michigan. They're, they're two peas in a pod. They're both whiners. Um, I, I, I am so grateful for Mike Tomlin because Mike Tomlin uh, uh, just refuses to go down those roads um, yeah. and, and, and doesn't do that stuff. Who knows what he does and says in private? I don't care. At least publicly, he continues to be a true gentleman and yes. do all the mm-hmm. right things. And and it, Ellie, I, <laughs> what what were you thinking, Ellie, when you were watching the end of the half unfold? Because the only thing I'll say before I flip it over to you is, I was thinking karma, and <laughs> and and, and I, I'm just sitting there going, all the crap that you pulled all week, and then it come back, it came back to bite you in those last thirty mm-hmm. seconds. What were you thinking watching halftime or right before halftime there? Um, I thought, I don't know. That was a strange moment. I've never actually seen that before. I don't think so. Anyway, I can't remember a time where I've ever seen, um, <laughs> someone gets up very slowly like that. Um, well, you've, but, seen, you know, it. <laughs> you've seen it. Trust me. You've yeah. seen it. I just, what? I would say, um, you know, I know that, uh, the, the Ravens are upset about it. My response yeah. would be, well, you had poor court management. You should have had a timeout on the cards. Amen. Your fault, yep. not mine. Amen, and, sister. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll move on from it. Not my fault. You shouldn't have used all three. What can I say? Well, and, and you know, you, you've been around soccer a lot. And, and, you know, one of the things that turns off not just some Americans, but, but people all over the world with soccer sometimes mm-hmm. is the gamesmanship of the players. Um, you know, yes. take, you know, looking like they've gotten hit or taking a, a, a boot to the uh, shin or knee. And so they're yeah. down writhing in pain as though they've been shot. Oh, and, and, and two seconds later, they're back up and running. You know, I, what I didn't understand was Harbaugh was just livid and everything. His players stood around for like 10 seconds. Yep. They just stood there and the Steelers yep. just were like, Geez, nobody's grabbing me. I'm just going to lay here and kind of stretch out for a minute. And if somebody pulls me off the pile, so be it. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Vince Williams, in his defense, was under everybody. He was. Yeah, he was. But yeah, if the Ravens players had run back to the line, right. wouldn't you guys have been like, okay, this is a little obvious? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. No yeah. question in my mind. And, and then, of course, I'm two seconds later screaming at, at Jordan Dangerfield, who sees the tight end go behind him and, and, you know, Minka making just a fabulous play to break that up. And, and Ben, as you said, you know, that was seven points there. And TJ had the spectacular tackle for loss that knocked him out of field goal range. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, the, you know, the, the, the NFL, if you're an NFL fan, I think, you know, by now the NFL games each week really do come down to, to a couple of plays um the even in blowouts games often are turned on one or two plays and yeah um and and that was a case where a couple of plays made made a huge difference and um ellie i i know you got to run but i I do want to get you know just a little bit of your thoughts uh, on on bud dupree we talked a little bit about when it happened um what kind of confidence do you have with with alex highsmith um a rookie what what have you seen from him so far that gives you some confidence or maybe not oh i absolutely do have confidence in alex highsmith i think that he has shown um some great um skill and mm-hmm. some he he seems to really be able to dial in on 
what our defense is doing. He certainly doesn't stick out like a rookie. Not that rookies do, but do you know what I mean? I don't look at him and I think, do. well, rookie mistake. He he really blends well with the group. Um, I don't expect Bud Dupree cali- caliber performances mm-hmm. from him. Um, but if he can just not be the weak link, then I would consider that to be the best you can ask this mm-hmm. late in the game with so much to play for and with him being a rookie and um and him stepping up in, in such a short he only has a few days as well you know yeah, th- this true. turnaround for him is it's like you have no time to really um it's not like y- you have a full week or a bye week or something to really get to grips with what's happening you're right. in on monday you know and there's no one else but you so it's step up or or get washed aside so i i do have faith in him and i i do believe that he'll be able to um not step into Bud's shoes, but just into his position. That's a really well said. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I agree with you. Um, I I think anybody expecting the type of output that mm-hmm. Bud has provided is is just not thinking straight. But yeah. it, you're right. You're right. It's about don't be the guy that um, can't set the edge and gets beat on the outside. Don't be the guy that that's constantly being blocked and isn't pressuring the QB once in a while. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree with you. Um, we're, we're going to let you run. We know you got some other things going on and thank as you. always, thank you so much for joining us and no um, we'll, we'll talk to you real soon, Ellie. All right. Bye guys. Bye-bye. Night. Um, so Ben, I, I, I know you wanted to obviously comment a little bit on, on Highsmith and where they go here. You know, re- really they're going to have kind of a three man rotation, I would think for Monday, um, between between TJ uh, Highsmith and, and Ola, um, I, I know you wanted to comment on the um, scuttlebutt, if you will, uh, of a certain former Steelers linebacker possibly coming back uh, to the Steelers. Well, I I think there are two things. One, James uh, recently posted having the Steelers doctors look at his knee uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. because you know he lives in Pittsburgh and <laughs> still has access to those guys. And so there's speculation because of that. And then, you know, the fans are just uh, basically chiming in. Hey, what about James Harrison? Blah, blah, blah. You know, he's he's only three years removed from football and <laughs> couldn't do it real well when he played before. Maybe he's better now. Um, guys, a few things. One, James Harrison is not coming out of retirement. It's not happening. And even if he did, expecting him to be able to produce, mm-hmm. even at the level that a rookie linebacker like Alex Highsmith can when he's 42 years old and hasn't played since 2017 is ridiculous, okay? It ain't happening. <laughs> I don't know how how else to put it more plainly. I, I realize the guy posts workouts all the time, and he's super strong. Yes, he is. It's not just about strength it's athleticism in the nfl okay yeah and i don't know if you've noticed that james he's not in shape he's not it's not just about being in football shape the guy's got to weigh about three bills right now well look let let me throw a major major cog into this argument because i have seen him on a commercial where he tackles a guy that is more than enough to uh-huh. to 
convince me that he's ready to go and he can step yep. in right now. Sure. Um, I, I, I hope you sense the sarcasm in my yeah, voice audience. Yeah, I yeah. Did. look, it, it's fun to talk about. I, I agree. I, I mean, so what are you going to do? You're going to you're going to sign him to have him maybe for eight plays a game. He's not going to play special teams anyway. You know, you, you're going to roll with these three. Uh, Jaron Elliott is, is, you know, I think he's still on the COVID list. Is that correct? No, he's off. He's off. Okay, so. Um, I, I mean, there, there's your fourth for at least right now. And, you know, it's I mean, just, what, what's going to happen there is Elliot's going to be active so that they yeah. have an additional linebacker and he'll play special teams. Mm-hmm. I don't think he'll get on the field much. Um, he might here it's and possible. there. He might here and there, but it's, it's mainly going to be Watt and Highsmith. Um, I, what concerns me about losing Bud is mm-hmm. not so much the edge. I think between Ola and Highsmith, you know, those guys can do a, a, a pretty good job. Okay? I agree. On the edge. Yep. What concerns me is that Bud plays off the ball an awful lot in sub packages. Mm-hmm. And having that sideline to sideline presence is important. And you had it with Bush. And then we lost it because he went down to the same injury. Mm-hmm. So they replaced him with with Bud and sometimes with with Watt. And it, and it worked because basically they just flared Hayward out to the end and put him in a three-point stance and let him, you know, go after the quarterback that way. Right. You know, he's also good in the run. He can set the edge and everything else. So, it, you know, it works out. But you can't pull both, both Bud and TJ off the line and expect mm-hmm. to have the same kind of results. So my question is going to be going into Monday, who is that linebacker going to be who can play in space? And in, in, yeah, in, I don't in, know right now. I'm I don't know. Well, and and I just I'm trying to give a visual to, to the audience when when Devin Bush went down, what what Keith Butler was doing was was in some cases he was taking Bud Dupree, and instead of lining him up at his his typical position there on the edge, he he was actually off the ball, as you said, and and would oftentimes be positioned not quite where Devin Bush would be normally, but he was definitely off the ball and and at the second level. Um, so what he's playing a linebacker? True, he's linebacker playing more of an in, yeah, edge. Exactly, exactly, and so therefore, with him gone now, Butler is going to have to figure out. What do I do with that package? Um, how how do I move forward with it and 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 replace that type of thing? Because as you said, it wasn't just about having Bud there; it was about Bud's ability to to athletically go sideline to sideline because he can. Um, yep. Now, <laughs> now what do you do? Now they they when they put him on IR today, they activated uh, uh, Brooks, I believe, the rookie safety that that some see as kind of that that you know small hybrid linebacker type but um I, I i don't know i'm curious to see where they go with that um when when we play on monday i i am too and i i have some ideas but i and all they did was they they put brooks on the active inactive okay. so he's going to be yeah. active again this week but but on tuesday he goes back to the practice squad so he hasn't really been promoted okay He's just going to be on the active and active again. And and he was on Wednesday, yesterday mm-hmm. as well. So, you know, we'll see. 
I think it's probably going to be a combination of players. You mm-hmm. know, um, we're going to see Edmonds in there to a certain degree. We're going to see uh, Marcus Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think we'll see Avery Williamson. Although I got to tell you guys, Avery Williamson is not nearly as fast as Bud Dupree, and he's, <laughs> no, he's pretty average in coverage. People keep talking about him like he's this really mobile linebacker. No, he's not. No, he. No. If he was that talented, he'd be beating out Robert Spillane for snaps right now, and and he's not. He he's more of a Vince Williams type of linebacker than a Devin Bush type of linebacker. He, he's better you in know. coverage than yeah, Vince or Spillane, yeah, and yeah. he's he's got better change of direction speed than either one of those two players, and that right. that's what makes him a more a more competent Mm -hmm. linebacker Mm -hmm. in those situations. Um, But I, I'm not going to tell you that he's fast. He's not. No, no, I don't think so. Um, So we'll, we'll see. I, I think we're going to see an awful lot of three safety sets. That's exactly where I was going because if, if they, if Edmonds perhaps moves around, moves down a little bit, you know, does that bring in another safety? Um, you know, I you know, so I I, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be really really curious to see what they do um, against a Washington offense that that is is decent. You know, I'm not going to call him good. I'm not going to call him great. Alex Smith is we've known for a long time. He likes to check the ball down, um, and they've, not they've as got bad as Mason or anything. But yeah, uh, new. No. Um, you know, I, I like the Gibson kid. They got a running back. They got McLaurin at receiver. You know, they, they've got some ability. Um, and, they, and they're, you know, they're four and seven. In any other year, I'd say, well, they're playing for nothing. But my God, they're in the worst division in football. Maybe yeah, in no, the history they're, they're of football. playing. They are playing for their division lead. They yeah. they need to win bad. Seven. Um, so yeah, that, that, that part of it is going to be fascinating, uh, uh, to me. Have we gotten a definitive answer on Marquise Pouncey as far as did, did he test positive or was it close contact? He tested positive on Wednesday, but it was the rapid response test. So people speculated that Mm -hmm. maybe today the, the antigen test that they take where they don't get the results till the next day. Right. That maybe he would come back negative today. Well, I haven't heard anything. I so haven't I'm assuming either. that he came back positive again today with that test. So he's still on the list. Yeah. And, and would make him uh, uh, un, unavailable on Monday. Um, because well, if he get... tested positive, he's unavailable right. for 10 days. Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that part. Jeez, yeah. Oh God, that takes him right up to Buffalo. Yeah, um, man. Uh, just a reminder: you're listening to uh, the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast, presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated, serving Broward and the Southern Palm Beach counties. Whether it's commercial, residential, multi-family, or condos, contact Deck Roofing today by visiting deckroofing.com. Uh, quick, man, quick, I, I quick you question. Know, yeah. For you. Yeah. Where did you think of Hassenauer? Well, I'm a little bit like you. Um, I, I watched the game live. Um, I have not had a chance to watch the All-22. What was your um, impression? My my overall impression was that I wasn't as worried about him by the end of the game as I was at the beginning of the game. I agree. I, I, I think I, he, he handled himself well. He didn't have bad snaps. There were a couple that Ben had to 
to reach for. But I'll tell you what, for for a young guy that kind of got tossed in there a little quicker than than he probably would have liked, I, I right. thought he handled himself pretty well. I thought he did okay. I didn't. Yeah. I, I was concerned that you know it was going to be terrible. Um, yeah. I, I didn't see that at all. Uh, the other thing that jumps out to me as far as a personnel move goes is that the Steelers signed a practice squad kicker this week. Matthew, did they sign Matthew, Matthew Wright? Right. And I was a little surprised. And then on you know, Boss yeah. goes out and misses an extra point. Are are you getting at maybe he's hurt again? I don't know. I'm kind of speculating that that might be the case. Yeah, I because because Matthew Wright, if you go back in time a little bit, he's the young man that was brought in uh, during the summer to compete against Boz after Boz had that just atrocious year uh, two years ago. And, summer of, and, of uh, 2019. Right, right, and and uh, you know we know Boz was dealing with some injury stuff there, and he. He, he, he obviously he had been coming off the Pro Bowl year and got the big raise and oh boy it didn't go well and thankfully last year was much better, but so so Matthew Wright has some familiarity with the Steelers and, and vice versa um, and it's pretty unusual just to go out and say hey I'm going to sign a kicker and stick him on the practice squad you typically have a good reason for doing that yeah um, be, because those positions are so precious for for linemen and and receivers and DBs and stuff so. I, it's something to keep an eye on, and I, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I, I noticed it today and had totally forgotten about it. Um, yeah, so Hassenauer, I, I okay, I think with a full, well, not quite a full, but at least some time now to prepare might be even better uh, coming up this week. And, and um, I, I, you know, he offers maybe some different things. Uh, we know what Marquise's strengths and weaknesses are, and, uh, Hassenauer has definitely bulked up. He doesn't look like the same guy I saw last year. Um, he, he looks a little thicker to me and, um, um, you know, he's got the Alabama pedigree. I mean, the kids played in big games before, so I'm not, I'm not going to worry about him too much. He's, he's just got to be able to hold his own in there. Um, what, uh, what did you think? You know, I know you mentioned the drops and stuff, and and it, do you really think it was a product of just the constant yo-yo effect that the, the Steelers were going through over the last six days? Is, it, is that a big part of it? I think that's what it was, but it doesn't excuse it. Mm, mm-hmm. These guys are professionals. They they need to be prepared no matter what happens, no matter what gets thrown at them. They need to be ready to play, and they were not. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, and, and to his credit, Deontay Johnson immediately apologized and was like, I, yeah. you know, I'm yeah. human. I made mistakes. Don't worry. I'll be back very soon. And he made some nice plays, too. And he, he made he one catch. He made one catch where Ben was being blitzed and threw the ball early. And he turned around and he maybe had a tenth of a second before that ball was in his face when he turned around and he still caught it. So it's like, okay, you had some drops on some easy passes, and then you had that one that was like, if you had dropped it, I would have been like, well, yeah. that, you know, that's cool. That's not a big – he caught it. <laughs> no, he did. It was a great catch. I mean, one of those – one of those. Um, um, it, it reminded me of, of being at Latrobe in training camp as the sun was going down over the hills of Latrobe, and you would see Heinz Ward out there on the jugs machine, and he'd be standing with his back to the machine – and he'd snap around, and the ball would literally be right there. You know, and, and, and AB used to do that too, but I didn't want to mention him. Um, 
and 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 that's what it looked like because he turned around, the ball was coming, he got his hands up real quick, kind of over his head, and and you know it's you bring up a good point. He he made some really bad plays in terms of drops, yeah, but he also made some really important catches and runs. Yep. Um, and and I I just I feel for the kid because everything's there, everything's there. Just catch the damn ball more often, and and sky's the limit. I just. I'm a little disappointed in him from the standpoint, and I've mentioned this several times before, but from the standpoint that I thought that he was going to play himself into the number one receiver role this season, and he hasn't. I, I just don't think true. that he and Ben are on the same page. Is, is some of that – I don't want to make excuses. Is some of that because because Ben was out all last year and and they didn't have the normal training camp this year. I mean, can any be attributed to that? For sure. For sure. And, and those mm-hmm. are explanations, but they're not, they don't excuse anything. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you this question and I know what you're going to answer, but, but I think it's important for, for fans to, to listen to this. The Steelers are 11 and 0. They've done everything they're supposed to do. They've won all 11 games. And there, there's a segment of fans that believe that because of that, that the team is not allowed to be criticized. Um, you know, quit bitching. They've won all their games, blah, blah, blah. Why is it okay? Why is it even perhaps justified to be able to criticize a team even though they've won every game? Well, when the head coach and the players after the game say, we didn't play well. <laughs> it's okay to agree with them. Yes, it is. It for very starters, much is. For starters. And second, when there are opportunities for them to improve, acknowledging those opportunities, which is something they also do, mm-hmm. is not a bad thing either. It's not like no. we're saying they suck, they're overrated. No. We're saying, you know, they didn't really play up to their potential tonight. And I'd like to see them do that. Yeah. And I'm not, I am not going to be that guy who says they didn't deserve to win. They deserved to win. They scored more points than a team that was decimated by COVID, mm-hmm. however you want to put it, injuries, mm-hmm. COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, they beat, they beat a subpar squad yesterday, and they did not do it in scintillating fashion. You know, when they were up by 12 points in the third quarter, Mm-hmm. I looked at my friends and I was like, "Yep, we're winning. It's over. We're up by twelve in Pittsburgh versus the Rats. We're winning this game." And they were like, "Dude, you're counting your chickens. Shut up!" <laughs> and then they so it's your touch- fault. <laughs> they scored that touchdown, right? So oh, now yeah. they're within five, and my friends are oh. all like, "You're a fucking jinx, dude. You should not have said anything." <laughs> oh. And yeah, I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have counted on that. But yeah, I mean, basically, it, it, I kind of thought at that point, it's like, okay. They've been a second-half team a lot of the year. They're going to pull away now. They're going to pull away. I thought so, too. They're going to justify my faith in them right now, and they're going to win by 21 points. And they didn't. (laughs) Well, I I, I just think in your your point about, you know, the comments of the coaches and the players is exactly why it's okay for fans and, and people like us to be able to be critical. Uh, Mike Mike Tomlin called it unacceptable. A JV Mike Tomlin was pissed. I mean, Mike I, yeah, Tomlin I haven't... was angry. Yes, yes. When have you and ever seen Mike Tomlin I, that angry after I, a win? 
I don't know. I I mean that was that was like unleash hell type of uh, intensity. He was pissed, it, you know. And he, it, it, I was sitting there after the game, and and my daughter says, "Did you hear Ben?" And I said, "I said what?" And and we had him on the TV. He was talking to Michelle Tafoya, and and she she looked at me and she said, "He said we didn't deserve to win." And I and I said, "Well, that tells you how how much they know they didn't play well." And, well, and, yeah, and and that was kind of his point about the whole team and he was like yes. you know we all none of us this doesn't no. feel like a win right right you and, know and, and he says I, I think that speaks to the character of this team and i was like all right that's good that's a good place to start i appreciate I that i agree um i i did <laughs> and i thought you might be going here um what was terrell edmonds thinking up by 12 and 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 trying to make a, a play on the ball there what, what, what was happening uh i I don't know. I mean, it, it reminded me of when you're playing Madden on your video game system and you accidentally hit the dive button instead of uh, the tackle button and you just go flying past the guy as he as he catches the ball and runs for a touchdown. I mean, I, it was so bizarre. I, I don't uh, know. And, that, you know, he's had some bonehead plays like that before early oh, in yeah. his career yep. and obviously been widely criticized for them. Um I think that just has to do again with that whole, you know, the team not being in sync. Um, I'm going to give him a pass for that one play. Okay. You know, because he's been, he's been so consistent. He's been, he had, so, he'd been so, so much better all year. So long. much better yeah. since week two. And, you know, that was kind of an aberration. And I, I hope so. Just, yeah. just like all the friggin' drops by the offense yesterday. <laughs> That to me is an aberration. Okay, that's yeah. it's so far out of the norm that you have to look at it and go, okay, yeah, we can throw that out now. If it if it happens again on Monday, we got problems. We got big problems. But yeah, as long as it doesn't, it's okay. It's just you can't let stuff like that slide. That's all. You you gotta be accountable to it and go right. All right, we gotta own that. We can't let that happen again. Snuff that out right now. Yeah, no, I, I agree, and I, I'm I'm guessing that's already been called to his attention uh, numerous times in the last 24 hours. But um, yeah, probably a really fun film session. Oh, oh boy, uh, yeah. yeah, right in I front don't... of the whole team. Now, tell yeah. me, <laughs> what were you thinking here? <laughs> that's usually about the time when the other 53 players start to slink down in their seats a little bit so they because can't they're be laughing seen. and they don't want to get <laughs> caught <laughs> oh he's gonna get killed on this one uh yeah no i i oh god i that that just about killed me when i saw that play um but but thankfully we we took care of business and got the w uh the steelers can clinch a playoff spot um with a win they can also clinch one with a loss by, I believe, Las Vegas or Miami. But let's be honest, we'd like to win for numerous reasons. Um, you know, the funny thing is, if this team is going to lose a game on the way to the postseason, this is actually the one to lose. Yeah, but you know? we said that like four times now. Well, no, it is. It's the fourth and, time because it's the last... Keep- they just the last keep NFC team. It's the last <laughs> NFC team we play. Yep. So it, it 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 would be the um, 
uh, it would be tossing out the tiebreaker with Kansas City if they stay with one win because their loss was to an AFC opponent. And uh, I don't think that's going to happen, but I'll just use that segue as an opportunity to to take it over to you and give me your final thoughts and uh, a, a prediction for Monday, the five uh, 5.15 kick on Monday Night Football. Uh, no, it's 5 o'clock, isn't it? Is it 5? I thought it was 5.15. Maybe it's just 5. Okay. I think it's 5. I'll be tuned in at 5 either way. It won't matter. Oh, well, true. Good point. Yeah. Um. You know, that's not a real strong team, obviously. No. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of is what it is. Uh, I don't know. I think they've got a little bit to play for, though. I do, too. You know, more so than than most teams the Steelers have played mm-hmm. from the NFC East this year. Um, what are they favored by anyway? Do you know? I did not see the number today. Um, I I'm gonna guess it's probably somewhere in that eight to ten range, though. So, um, I, I would think any numbers. Um, there there will not be fans again at Heinz Field. It'll be uh, it'll be empty once again. Well, no, um, there'll be somebody's mom will be up there shrieking in the stand. <laughs> Do you hear that? I did. And what um, the hell? Did, did we ever get confirmation on who in the hell that was? No. Oh, my Lord. And she was screaming. I was lady. like, Jesus, lady. It's wow. Like, hey, NBC, can't you do something with the, the, the sound here? I mean, come on. Uh, it it kind of reminded me of, uh, do you remember the the uh, the 05 uh, AFC Championship game in Denver? Yes. And that woman who was sitting she must have been sitting close to a boom mic someplace and kept screaming over and over and over again. And you can hear her throughout the whole <laughs> recording of the game. You, yes. You can it hear it on like the, um, that the, the, the season highlights tape or some, the Super Bowl highlights tape. You can oh, no, hear it. I, when I've they, got yeah. that, that game on actually on DVD. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm sure you do. Dating uh, myself. Uh, yeah. So the Steelers are favored by eight and a half. Okay. Um, I see them covering on this game because every time I tell them, I say they're not going to cover, they cover, and uh-huh. they had a pretty lackluster performance versus the Ratbirds. And Washington is not great. Um, oh boy, what deal? This is Steelers done. The Steelers you know the have... interesting thing here. Yeah. Washington has the number one pass defense in the league. Do they? Yes. Me. Yeah. That means they're terrible versus the run. <laughs> well, it's 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 going to be interesting because we don't run well, and and you know I I, I think it's going to be fascinating to see how that unravels. Uh, well, so what's your prediction? I don't really have one because, okay. as you can That's tell, fine. I'm. I'm trying yeah, to stall yeah, because I wasn't prepared. Okay. Um, right. So let's see. Total defense. Washington is the Washington football team. That's right. Is um, seriously the number four overall? I didn't realize they were that high. Neither did I. Wait a well, minute. wait a minute. Let me do this while again. You- 
Yeah, while you're researching. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, while you're researching, I, I and you alluded to this. The Steelers have to be pissed off at their performance. Um, I, I know they won. We know they won. Um, I, I just, I just think they're going to want to play better. Uh, I think they'll be more focused. The, there's no need to worry about this game being rescheduled right now. Knock on wood. Um, I, I, I think we we win this like like 27-13, something like that. I, Alex Smith. <sighs> is a wonderful story. Don't get me wrong. It, it is. I'm glad the guy has been able to come back and play football. Um, but I don't know if you've noticed, he's not as mobile back there as he once was. No. Um, and, and I think that's going to be a problem even without Bud Dupree. I think they're going to, they're going to put some pressure on him and, you know, Gibson kid worries me a little bit. Good, good, uh, fast runner but I, I think we'll get this done uh on on monday okay what's your score i, I i'm gonna go with like 27 13 i think it's gonna be somewhere in that ballpark okay well first off you're you're wrong washington is not the number one defense passing defense in the league they are They're number not. two oh, no well, the number okay. one passing defense in the league is the pittsburgh steelers okay all right um i stand corrected yeah uh, they are number two. Uh, when you look at passer rating, they're actually, you know, uh, passer rating surrendered versus opposing quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. They're actually like eighth or ninth. But in terms of just yards, yards per game, they are number two. Okay. Um, the Steelers are number one in that passer rating. By a lot. By, well, by four points. Oh, um, I thought it was bigger than that. 71.5, which is good. Yeah. Um, very good. And uh, Washington's like eight or nine. So there's that. As a rushing defense, they're decent. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're mm-hmm. 13th in terms of average per per carry at 4.3 yards. Um, but the Steelers don't run well. No. They, get James, they should get James Conner back, though, right? Haven't for the last several weeks. Uh, they should get James Conner back. Yeah. Um, we hope. Yeah. You know, we will see. I really, really hope so. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah, because he tested positive early, early in the mm-hmm. process. So, mm-hmm. yeah, 10 days, and he won't need much time to prepare, um, provided that, you know, he can, he can test negative and come back healthy. He right. should be fine. So there's that. Um, but. I think what they need to do is let Ben. Did he just seem super frustrated to you? Or was it just me? Uh, no, I, I think he was, and I, I think he was frustrated with his receivers. I think he was frustrated with himself. Um, I, I think there were two or three balls that he threw that if he puts them a, a little more in front, um, the, then then the the play ends up way differently. Um, and, and, you know, look, he, he, he works on that a ton. And, and I know there are moments when quarterbacks are taught to throw to the back hip of a receiver so that they can get that kind of snap around to pick up momentum uh, yeah. or towards the sideline. But, but the case that I'm talking about the couple of times, the, these were instances where you had to get the ball out front because the, re- the receiver was heavily covered. And if you get the ball out front, he's going to catch it. And and a couple of times they were caught, 
but they were immediately tackled or or they were just incomplete. So yeah, I sensed I sensed quite a bit of frustration. And um I I I am really getting to the point now where I I I'm tired of talking about running the ball. I I, I think just just let Ben do what he's gonna do. Um and and sink or swim with it. I, I don't like it, but I think that's where we're at. Um this offensive line just does not run block as well as we need. And I, I that's kind of where, I mean, what did he throw 51 times last night? I think. Yeah. Um, too many. You know, yeah. It's too, it's too many, but I don't, I don't know what else to do if we're not, if we're not getting more than well, three and a half yards of crack. Sure. And, and, and let's be frank. A lot of those were very short passes that were, they were long handoffs, long handoffs. Definitely. Like we talk about all the time, you know? So I agree with you. We're to the point where we kind of need to let Ben be Ben and do his thing at the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. It is kind of like, okay, well, here's what I want to do. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the RPO. But, oh, God, no. Uh-uh. But, you know, there are some instances where it works really well and some others where it just doesn't. I, he um, just doesn't look comfortable to me doing it. And, and well, I'm. They've had some know. big plays on the they RPO. Have. They have. In, in particular to Claypool this year. So, you know, maybe that's something you do or maybe Ben, you give Ben an opportunity to to take a look at what the defense is showing him and audible to something that he thinks will work. Mm-hmm. And you, you kind of go from there. I, I don't know. But, yeah, that's kind of the direction I would go with it. Yeah. I agree with you. I think the Steelers will cover this week. Um, I'm going to say 28-13 Pittsburgh. Okay. That's a solid cover right there. It is. It is indeed. Hey, uh, we're going to go ahead and get on out of here now. And uh, it's been a weird couple of weeks, uh, Steeler Nation. And um, uh, thanks for for riding through it. And uh, hopefully we don't have to to deal with this anymore. But uh, unfortunately, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, you you just wonder what each day and each week brings as far as the, the COVID stuff and each of these teams. So, it would be nice to see uh, to see other teams uh, have to have to be yo-yoed around as much as we have been, but hey, we'll we'll get through it. Uh, we always do. So uh, for Ben and uh, for Ellie who joined us earlier in the show, this is Steel Dad, and I'm signing off on the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. And hey, go Steelers! Ravens suck.